the systemic thinking, which I do think is important and, and new, and it also I think has this like everything is linked. You know, it's it's all it's all white imperialist. Um, you know, white supremacy. Is, you see it here, and you see it, in the, and I think it sometimes is intellectually lazy, and I think it sometimes um, it lacks context and nuance that I that I crave and want, so, perhaps for sentimental reasons, perhaps because I I want to be a PEP, right, a pro- progressive except Palestine, right? Perhaps that's I a new. To, oh, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I saw I, that somewhere. Which I thought was very interesting. You, I've been educated. That's a yeah, new one. PEP. I don't know if people say PEP or PEP. I, or they shouldn't maybe that's, say PEP. Maybe that's how Pep Guardiola got his, <laughs> got his I, nickname. I, I sincerely doubt it. There's new, you said there's nuance there amongst like different groups, BDS, Black Lives Matter, if you're going to be anti, whatever you're going to be. Right. It's lazy to, this is, I think what you're saying, it's lazy to say, well, all of this is, at the root of it is A, white supremacy, and B, like industrial capitalism. Um, and imperialism, which is, you know, the two go hand in hand. So what are the nuances? What should we be careful of? What links should we hesitate to make? I think the, I guess maybe the thing that connects all of them and being different is that what it, they all, um, they're all striving to, um, you know, switch the gaze, in, you know, which is, again, I think for the good. And I think it's, um, they're trying to say like this, this is a narrative, this is the narrative that's been privileged and we need to flip the script and, you know, privilege this narrative. And that's true. But then what does that, what happens to, you know, is the narrative of the founding of the state of Israel really the same thing as the narrative of the founding of, I don't know, either the United, United States. States. No. And is it really the same thing? I think it, you know, it flattens, it flattens the narrative in ways that aren't useful. Um, and sometimes I do think they are useful, but I, I, I think it flattens the narrative. And I think, I think what we need, I think we need to be telling more stories ever more specifically with ever more specificity. And because I think the whitewashing of, of narratives is also really is part of the problem that these movements try to address, but I think they end up doing it in ways that aren't um, helpful. If and to whatever extent progress has been made and things have changed for the better, um, you also don't want to um, discount those things. Now, that might be super cold comfort to people who are actually still suffering as a result of systemic racism. I guess at the end of the day, I'm a, my need to think historically works against that kind of like imposing of ideology onto, this, onto stories. This flattening of the narrative, I feel, is something that you have accused me of. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, and so the other thing that I wanted to do with this, which I realize is dangerous and and it was big risk. I was hoping it was going to go here. By the way, honestly, <laughs> today when I was thinking about, it, I was like, "There's a personal component to this conversation." You and I have had a, a version of this conversation over several the years. times. And there's a personal component to it, you know. But I also like at a certain point wanted to like lead by apologizing to you about something. I have, 
I have felt that, like, between the two of us, there is this kind of sometimes spoken but often unspoken tension mm-hmm. where I have felt at times like a sort of like a, almost like a fall guy. My points of view, you, like, and this is funny because because this is the thing that I do. I belittle them because they find them threatening. Okay. You could argue from a sort of universal cosmic standpoint is like comeuppance for me mm-hmm. because like how often have I done that to other people? Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, the problem I have is that I feel like I've stumbled across something that is like, in, like inherently true mm-hmm. um, and I have felt for five, six years that it's like sort of like my duty to spread the message. Yeah. And it stems from pretty much, if we're going to boil it down, it stems from what you said earlier, which is this like dangerous, or lazy, but dangerous wish to like link everything and say everything is related to this, to power, mm-hmm. right? Right. And the, the use of power and the violence done. And like in every one of, it, it, all the aspects that you brought up and more, right? right? And I feel like I'm, with my closer friends like you, I have um, been unabashed about my opinion on these things. You have taken an approach that other people haven't, which is to say, like, here's why your thinking is ridiculous. And so you you said, just now you said you belittle it because you're threatened by it, which I find absolutely fascinating, also, like, tremendously authentic and honest, which I'm... Like, like blown away by, mm. but I, I thought you did it because, and I would get upset because, like, I'm like, well, Zach's really smart, and I feel like we have a lot of the same opinions on like a lot of well, trivial things, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like you know the relative worth of Eli Manning, who I think we both love despite ourselves, knowing mm-hmm. that he's let's face it, an above average quarterback, but not great. And, and yet he has two super Bowls. And yet he has two super <laughs> and we, we, we agree on these irrational things, but, right. and also rational things. And, I, I'm, and my reaction to it was like, well, why does he have to be so harsh with me about that? And then, of course, my reaction also tells me that, like, I too, I'm, I'm threatened by your, like, it's like, maybe I'm wrong, right? Like, mm-hmm. why do I feel the need to defend this so strenuously? Yeah. Is it because I know deep down that there are holes in my argument? Which, of course, there are, but, like, you know, obviously you want to be true to your own convictions and believe that you're, that you're right, um, especially if you're passionate about something. So, I, you know... Yeah, I, I, and I think what it was... And the thing I wanted to apologize to you about um, the last time we were, text, we were texting and we were having a conversation about, you know, the Green Party, and I was doing this the thing that I do where I'm sort of like, you know, oh, you know, typical angry Sam, easier to be cynical than to, you know... And I and I felt and it, I could tell in your reactions that I that I um, um, hit on you know I think an insecurity of yours uh, yeah and I felt really badly about that and I did I think I did it not because I had the better argument but because it was easier than to really engage with the argument and to this yeah to that that your point that you made is like I think now it's interesting later in life now in the last couple of years again I used to be like you know I I, come, I think. I have at war within me two personalities, attitudes about philosophy, the world, politics, etc. I have a deep, I am a, I am, a, I have a deep-seated desire for moderation. I'm a, I like to think of myself as a philosophical, political moderate. 
Um, and then I also have within me this sort of angry, raging leftist that wants to tear it all down and et cetera. And I, and I, and I struggle with moving back and forth between those two poles several times within a given day <laughs> um, is just is where I've ended up. And I'm pleading for forgiveness Oh, please return my call Without you I'm nothing at all So concludes the three-episode series of shorts called Midtown West. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. If indeed you did, please feel free to write a review on iTunes. This helps new listeners find the show. Again, it's What We Will Abide. I'm Sam Schindler. I am grateful to fellow history teacher Bob Fenster, who provided the music for this episode, which comes from the album Hiding in the Foreground. If you like the music, you can find it too on iTunes. The acoustic version of the song appears on an EP called Something Intangible, which you can find if you search for Bob Fenster on Bandcamp. I also I'll also say, just to add to the personal discomfort on your end, is that <laughs> I think we are much closer friends than you realize. <laughs> <laughs> It's 4.30 a.m. And it's raining like hell in New York City I guess I should be tired I guess that I should find my way back home I'm trapped in my own innocence Searching for a cab or absolution I'm wishing on a satellite Praying I don't make it back alone It's not that I don't love you It's just that I don't feel the need to argue As if I am some actor On a pilgrimage to reconcile my heart But is it too much to ask of you To try to put aside that And find a way to recognize the fact that you've been missing all